evening and welcome to Family Gavel, the show that tells you all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. Bradley's mother, Narki Skolan, passed away three months ago. He is autistic and needs structured routine therapies he receives for his autism six days a week. However, Italy just entrusted Bradley to Italian social services. If he is ruled to go back, he will have to face the next three to four years in the Italian foster care system where he can't speak or understand the language. He will be taken away from the only family he has ever known. Please call Governor Hochul and express your concerns and keeping Bradley here in the United States at 518-474-8390. That's 518-474-8390. Hashtag keep Bradley safe. I have a return guest. I'm happy to have Shurik Mansur back on. She was last on December 16th of 2022. She's a life coach. And the last time we spoke, we spoke out on addiction and how it truly feels and where to seek help. And she was also last on uh, season three, episode 118. So I welcome you back, Shurik Mansur. How are you? And we're going to talk about gender roles. Yes. Thank you so much, Marianne, for the warm welcome. I'm doing wonderful. I hope you are as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you back on because we have a lot to, to talk about. And um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yes. So these gender roles, you know, and they seem to be changing. And, um, you know, as to how people value their worth. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you made a wonderful point. And so I wanted to start out with just mentioning the two different vectors uh, when it comes to sex and gender. So when we're talking about the biological aspect of sex and gender, we're talking about the genetic and we're also talking about the physiological. And then we also can talk about the societal roles, which we will be discussing more in depth today. And that is basically the norms, the ideals, um, the expectations on how men and women should act in society. And as you just mentioned, which is very important, you know, um, the roles are changing in our society and um, that's allowing for, you know, men to have different types of roles and women to also pick up different types of roles. And um, it's changing the whole dynamic of how a family functions, how society functions, how occupations function and all types of things. So uh, we've gotten to a generation where uh, individuals are more open about discussing these types of uh, topics. And I think it's very interesting to dig deeper and just understand where the base of everything comes from. Mm -hmm. Definitely, because, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, abuse and, you know, women get abused, but so do men. And men really, I don't think they come forward with it. I don't know if they're embarrassed to talk about abuse from a woman. Yeah. And, you know, I dealing with a lot of my clients uh, when it comes to many men from uh, different ethnicities, you know, you have uh, men from the USA, you have men from Europe, men from uh, the Middle East and all different types of places. And and um, depending on how open they are or how open their society allows them to be, um, it really does give them that comfort level in mentioning, you know, this is happening to me or even label it as abuse for um, and then they don't uh, label being abused as abuse because they feel as 
though, you know, I am the man, I am the protector. And if anything happens to me, I should be able to handle it. But at the end of the day, um, if it is taking over an individual's mental health, then that is definitely considered abuse. And that should be something that gets discussed. So you do find that um, in, in, in different types of societies, men do shy away from coming out and just expressing those types of things. And I think it's very important for us to, you know, encourage that and also allow men to understand what abuse is as well. Um, because many, uh, you know, individuals that they may be with, their spouses may do it in a very uh, subtle way to where it's more of like, um, you know, it's a mental type of abuse, not just like physical abuse. So right. it's really important to those types of things. And I love how we, you know, uh, we just dove really uh, deep into the concept of male and female. So uh, the societal norms, uh, basically they are put into place for us to feel like we have organization, for us to have comfort in um, how we process our life and how we move forward in society and deal with things in our lives as well. So if you think about it, I always tell individuals, where does the masculinity and where does the femininity uh, type of energy come from? Like who put this into play? And a lot of people, it comes from their religion. They have a lot of religion, um, you know, uh, different types of processes that they go through and how a man should uh, act as a man and a woman should act as a woman or her role in uh, her family's life and whatnot. So that comes from, you know, already preset notions for individuals who are born into that type of religion. Also, you know, you have individuals who accept subtle norms from what they were raised to believe from their parents, mm -hmm. um, what they were raised to believe in shows or, you know, what they pick up at school. And that becomes a part of our schema, our, our, our knowledge based on what we are and how we move forward in our society and function as a normal um, individual in society, which in reality, no one, no, no one fits the norm. Everybody's unique and everybody's beautiful in their own type of way. Mm -hmm. So I always say, you know, um, think of it like this. When you place you know, you have a piece of paper, you place uh, masculine uh, uh, traits and you and you place feminine traits on um, either side of the paper. Uh, when you think of masculine traits, what's what's the stuff that comes to your mind in regards to that? Uh, you know? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, like, a lot of people, you know, have dif different um, ideas on that. And right. so it's really interesting. And I wanted to ask you and see, you know, Marianne, when you think of that, what comes to your mind uh, when you think of just like a masculine a masculine individual, um, oh. and the trick along with that in our society, you know, um, bodybuilding guys, guys like to bodybuild things like that. Um, they're masculine. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, trying to think, um, I don't want to say, what would you say like personality, personality traits as well? Person uh, hmm. Um, you know, I've met a lot of very nice guys. Uh, you know, uh, manners, good manners th that I have yeah. met, um, you know, holding doors and I hold doors for them as well. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just very, um, oh, I, I don't want to say powerful, but, um, people are probably going to kill me for saying that. Um, but just like, uh, oh, no, I love it. I don't want to say running the show uh, like I okay like I'm married and I let my husband run run the show like you know, what's going on what are we having for dinner because I mean yeah. 
and he likes to grill so I let him do that and so I guess that's what I'm trying to explain (laughs) yeah more like um would you say like a leader leader Um, yes yes Yes, I'm like in a leadership um, role as well. Okay, wonderful. And now let's think about, you know, femininity or, you know, the female traits. What would, what comes to your mind when you think about that? Um, the the fairer sex, you know, um, uh, mother taking care of children, also holding down a career um, and also can be a leader as well as, you know, uh, running the show as well you know it just depends on the personalities of the males and females um you know and just uh being nurturing um i know like um i know i'm i am a nurturer but my my husband is not that much of a nurturer i don't know if it's a guy thing you know (laughs) Okay. I mean, we'll but some, yeah, I mean, some men are nurturers. I don't want to, you know, take that away from some guys that really are that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that we just discussed this because um, going back when I was in college and we did this um, type of thing, and it was so interesting to see how the results that we got were so different from what you just mentioned right now. And it shows the difference in our society. So back, you know, a few years back, it was still where, you know, the man is looked at as, you know, the most powerful and um, the leader and the aggression and all that type of stuff, you know, and then the female was looked at as emotional, um, sensitive, you know, the nurturer and all that type of stuff as well. And all these characteristics come from, you know, what we have been born and raised to believe Mm -hmm based off either what we've seen or based off what we've been told or based off what we've been um, also conditioned to understand about ourselves. So over the, over time, you know what I mean? Things have changed. And I love how you mentioned, okay, so a man could be, um, you know, the leader of the, of the household or whatnot, but at the same time, um, a woman could be the leader as well. So a man could be powerful and so could a woman. And what I really wanted to uh, pinpoint here is that we all have that femininity and that the, the, the feminine, um, you know, energy and the masculine energy within us. It's just a matter of how do we how do we decipher through this? How do we put meaning to these terms? Um, you know, there's sometimes where you can be emotional and there's sometimes where you have to stand up and be strong and you're not limited to either one. And that's, and, and we are limited only when it comes to what we are taught and raised to believe, you know, men should not cry. Um, women should be emotional. You know, don't, don't say this in public. Don't do that. Act like a lady and whatnot. All these types of things that kids get told, mm-hmm. it changes their perspective perception on you know what a man and what a male and female should be and then they start labeling these things in their mind so it takes away from a woman let's say you know um especially when it comes to kids like when it comes to having them at school I remember you know we always had the Barbies on one side and then the 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 toys and um the you know the trains the cars and all that stuff you know the monsters on the other side and only boys could play with that and girls can only play with that so when you limit children to these types of things then you're unable to discover their true inner strength Mm -hmm. and I you know I have little kids as my clients as well. And we do life coaching and counseling and the strength that they have 
maybe kids back in the day didn't have that type of ability to express because individuals didn't allow them to. Now kids are, you know, coming out at two years old on their iPads and they have their own opinion. They have their own personality. Now it's like a different world completely. So, you know, and nowadays it's like when kids have an opinion, people take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, And in reality, that could have been the case back in the day as well, but they may have not had the chance to be able to express in that way. Right. So nowadays, you know, we're giving more of an ability for these kids because they're on a different level of wisdom, different level of technology, different level of everything. So for individuals, that makes them feel like these kids have a point. So let's listen to them. Let's let's take their opinions into consideration. Um, so when you allow, because when you allow a child, let's say a, a boy to play with a, you know, a, a little baby toy and nurture it and, you know, feed it and everything like that, maybe he he has tendencies towards becoming a nurse when he gets older or working in the medical field. And he wants to express that care. But when you tell him, no, you can only play with cars, you can only play with um, dinosaurs, and you can only play with this, then you're taking away from his ability to express his inner passion in a way. And that also holds him back on self-identifying. So when it comes to identity, he becomes very stressed out because he doesn't know, like, I'm limited, but then I have a feeling inside that I want to help in this way, or or I see, you know... girls playing with those toys and I want to play with them too. So it's really like what we limit the kids to and where we set the border, the the borderline for them and those barriers for them as well. Mm -hmm. And then that ends up becoming what they see as, you know, male, female. And if if a little child wants to go play with the kids and you tell them no, the girl's side and you tell them no, and he gets emotional, a lot of times, you know, many men would tell him, don't, what are you doing? Why are you crying? What's wrong with you? You're a man. You know what I mean? So these little things that we tell kids becomes part of their self-talk and that self-talk becomes part of who they are and what they believe they're supposed to be. So, um, you know, I, I feel like that's a very, very important aspect of where the male and female energy comes from and how we make sense of it and how we define it as well in our culture and in our society. So when we, you know, say like masculine energy is negative or whatnot, then you're really um, talking about your own self because we all have that masculinity and that femininity energy. It's just discovering what it is and making sense of it and actually defining it in our own ways and not based off of what society has um, it defined as for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I because now I, I'm older than you, but, you know, we would have Barbies and, you know, and the Kendall and G.I. Joe. And so, I mean, I like integrated everyone when I was playing with, you know, my brother's G.I. Joe dolls. <laughs> I don't know if you remember or know what those are. They were like army guys. And um, I don't even, even um, you know, uh, friends in the neighborhood that were a little, you know, we were all little, little boys and girls, we were all playing with all of these dolls and creating a scenario or whatever. And, and it was, it it was fun. I, you know, I don't know how kids play today. They're mostly on PlayStations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, iPads and all types of stuff, everything that they can have easy access to there on there. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I I love that you had that ability to interact, you know, with um, boys and girls and you just had them all integrated into your play. And I think that's very healthy um, because, you know, um, once you have those healthy boundaries, um, there's no like 
the competition lessens between the male and female. Instead of, you know, a, a male wanting to, um, you know, be stronger than, you know, the female or wanting to show that he's better in any way or the female doing the same thing, you start concentrating more on your values. Mm-hmm. So you let them away from those roles that you have to fit into and you start basing your strength on your values, your inner values and your, um, you know, your strengths and what you stand up for rather than, you know, who, who can I compete with today we should compete with ourselves with the person that we were yesterday you know and the person that we are today and to always strengthen ourselves and um that will only become a thing when you know these uh gender roles become less emphasized in a negative manner you know and it's good it's good to understand what you define these things as because you want to understand it in yourself but to also limit individuals um, capabilities because of that can really hinder individuals, you know, growth. And um, especially when it comes to like personality, you know, traits that we discussed right now, mm-hmm. um, you then have to start labeling, you know, a, a female, um, she's, she gets emotional. So, you know, if she's, if she's emotional, I don't think that she's going to be able to handle this type of job, or I'm not, I don't think that she'll be able to handle these types of situations. So she gets blocked off from getting involved in doing these types of things. When in reality, how is she going to feel with a male in, in, in the, in, in general, like how is she going to feel with somebody who's dealing with a specific type of situation if she's never been a part of it? Mm-hmm. Um, how will you want her to understand their emotions? How will you want her to, you know, even be there to comfort that individual mm-hmm. um, in those situations? It's important for everybody to try and become a part of society in some way, whether it's made for female or male type roles. You, we have to be a part of that type of stuff so we can understand it in ourselves to be able to understand it in other people same goes for relationships so many people say I want let's say a female wants a man who is uh you know strong and you know he's working in um, a high level um paying job and whatnot but she hasn't worked a day in her life Mm -hmm. when she's with that you know what I mean and he let's say has these types of problems in his life when he comes back from work and he wants to express them to somebody but he may express them to his wife and she may not even have any clue on how to give him that peace of mind or even like to talk on that level. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's nice. You got what you wanted, but at the same time, are you able to be there to comfort that individual mm-hmm. um, with his needs, with just being understanding on that level? You may not be because you haven't been in that type of environment or in that type of society. So that when we get, when we limit our uh, gender roles, then we also take away from people understanding one another. And I think that's very, very important. Um, it also, you know, the domestic behaviors start to get limited as well, that a woman is just nurturing. Well, the roles have changed now where a lot of men are staying at home. They're mm-hmm. becoming at-home dads, you know, stay-at-home dads. And the females are going into work now. So when we switch these types of things, um, many ma- male and female uh, may feel very, like, intimidated, or they may feel like, you know, they're um, listening from their strength or their, their their role as a person if they go by gender roles. But if they don't have gender roles that they're really strict about, then these types of changes they could adapt to very easily. And it won't have a, it won't make a difference. It won't make a negative effect on their lives as it would someone who's just very straightforward about what those, what these roles are, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's amazing for your spouse to jump in and help out if they can at any point in time um, and be flexible instead of, you know, having a spouse that's like, no, this is the way it is. And this is how it goes. And, you know, then there's no, um, uh, there's no understanding and that can cause a lot of, a lot of challenges in the relationship. Um, 
which I, you know, see a lot of clients that come in and get um, relationship counseling. It's based off of going back to their roles and how each one of them function in society. So I think that's uh, very, very important, um, you know, um, and just allowing individuals to feel with one another and be able to um, have healthier relationships in that sense as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be, you know, a healthy relationship between, you know, a man and a woman in order for this thing to work. Yes. And, you know, if it's, if um, one is neglecting the other's emotions, this is not good at all. And, you know, we were talking about abuse and, you know, like women are looked at primarily as the ones being abused, but also men are abused as well. And that's, uh, and, and like we said earlier, it could be emotional or verbal abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's a great example if we have to label, you know, um, the gender roles in this situation, um, it really does not have an effect. Only it only has a, has an effect for individuals who want to, you know, um, victimize themselves and say, you know, I belong to this uh, specific type of gender. So look at me. I'm, you know, look at the stat- status or the statistics. Sorry, um, you know, it, it bases really high on women and they're always being abused and whatnot. So if you want to use it in that way, then absolutely it comes into play. But in this type of situation and in many other types of situations, gender roles get abused mm-hmm. um, because people they can just victimize themselves because they belong to a specific uh, gender. And, you know, that this specific gender gets uh, basically, you know, abused in all types of ways. But at the same time, men do get abused as well. And um, just because, and they can also have, you know, going back to how we discussed the different types of traits of male and female, they also are emotional. They also have feelings and they may just not have had the opportunity to express these or had anyone to allow them to express those types of things. So they just hold it inside and, you know, they look at the statistics and say, yeah, women have been abused more. So who am I to go stand up there and say that I've been abused? Who's going to believe in me? Mm-hmm. Who's going to stand by my side? You know, but definitely everybody believes in, in that there are people that, you know, actually do studies on this and there is a thing about this. So if a, a male does feel like they're getting abused mentally or emotionally or physically by a woman, then they do have to speak out because that woman is also the mother of their children. And if they're getting abused in that way and they want to stand up and show that they they are, you know, strong and there's no problem here, well then at the same time, this action will also generalize into your, you know, children's lives. And that could be very dangerous for them. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so when we lessen those gender roles and like the stigma around them, then people are able to 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 get out there more and just you know talk about their problems and just feel more accepted. Um, it also is very important when it comes into let's say different types of societies um, where men feel like yeah their role is to basically be the breadwinners of the mm-hmm. of the household and the woman has to sit at home and she has to raise you know the the children and that's just how her life is. Um, many men, you know, in, in that role can also take advantage of the fact that, you know, I'm working. So I'm bringing in the money. That means I'm superior. That means that she has to listen to me. And my word is the only word that's going to be working in this household. So it could be a really dangerous thing for um, individuals who go by these types of, um, you know, uh, family relationship type of frameworks. And they feel like 
you know, because it's comfortable, because they know that this is how it works, because this is the simplest thing, um, it can really cause generational trauma until someone stops it. Um, because not every man and not every woman is going to be um, there for good intentions, because some people get into these relationships uh, for this specific reason, because they know that the man is going to be bringing in the money. Well, that's fine. Then I'll just raise the kids. You know what I mean? But then I'll also spend all his money and they have no type of, um, you, you know, that, um, rec reciprocating those types of feelings at all. They just feel like this is, you know, this is a blessing. Well, I don't have to work. I have to do anything. Yeah. So it's really important for an individual, you know, even if you're going by those societal norms to really be careful of who you're getting involved with, because, yeah. You have to make sure that this person is in there for you and not just for the fact that they're also going by the societal norms and taking advantage of the system. Um, I think that's a very, very important thing when it comes to these types of um, classifications as well. Oh, yes, because you know I did a podcast with a young woman, Jackie, on Friday, and she was saying what, what you were saying. She was dating a guy who is telling her to become a doctor because they made more money and he didn't have a job. And she went through years of emotional abuse and manipulation. And like you said, you've got to be very careful with who you get involved with because they may just want yeah. you to just make the money and, yeah. and they don't reciprocate or have a, a job to um, align with maybe align with yours. I don't know what something on that line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's basically like some individuals just feel like it's, it's just like a comfort type of thing. I don't have to change my ways. I don't have to change my thought process. You know, we'll just go by these rules and regulations. And then as soon as I show them that I fit this rule and regulation, then I change things up on my end after, you know, marriage. So mm -hmm. that's why it's important to understand that it's good to have you know, things set in stone for you to understand yourself and whatnot. But it's also very important to dig deeper and understand what you really want out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, what if the roles changed? What if your husband lost his job mm -hmm. and you've never worked a day in your life? So how is that going to help? How is that going to help you and your kids? Mm -hmm. um, what are you going to fall back on? What's plan B? You know, um, what's your plan B? Like, it, it's really important. And the same, and that's why I believe the same way that men are raised, you know, um, to be strong in our society, you know, uh, if you fall and get back up, um, don't keep lingering on thoughts for a long time. You notice like the male and the female brains are different. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. But that has nothing to do with mentioning that a woman cannot change her, the way her mind or, or her brain functions. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with, you know, mentioning that a man cannot change the way his brain functions as well. We all have the capacity to activate both parts of our brains in, in, in many, many different ways. Um, we have the capacity to um, be emotionally um, intelligent and to understand ourselves on a very, very, uh, you know, deep level. And that's all a choice um, at the end of the day, uh, if, if we decide to do that or not. So it's not just because a male's, you know, brain is different and a female's brain is different. That does not limit us to um, being just as strong as each other, just in, in understanding how we function and how we work. I think it's very important for us to understand that, you know, if you want to be, if, if you see a man, let's say, and, and, and you admire the fact that he can just get over uh, a really tragic moment in his life, mm 
mm-hmm. and just like put that aside and just keep moving forward, then try to understand how to regulate your emotions. So once you see something in someone, and this comes down to kind of like the word, the aspect of jealousy as well, you mm-hmm. know, when it comes to individuals um, seeing other people striving or seeing other people that are different than them, it's either that, that jealous emotion is actually a beautiful emotion if we just mm-hmm. understand it. So you have like all these people who get intimidated of other people when they see them doing good in their life or they're doing something different. Um, If you are intimidated of someone or if you feel jealous of somebody, then just know that this emotion inside of you is telling you that you can get there. This is something that you want, but you just have to work on it. And so you should actually be a you should you should be so happy that you're feeling these types of emotions because they're like a compass for your life. It's just how do we um, basically focus the outlet? Where do we focus this outlet on? Do we want to feel miserable and say, oh my goodness, you know, look at this, look at this guy or look at this girl, look at where they're at. There's no way I can get there. Or do you want to say, wow, there's such an inspiration. Let me see how I can change myself or better myself or even, you know, implement these types of qualities into the qualities I already have Mm -hmm. into my life. So, you know, um, I want individuals to understand that, you, you know, even if you see somebody doing something different in their life, it doesn't mean that they're, they're just, you know, born and raised that way. They, they could be, it could be something that's, uh, that, that came as a blessing, but it's also something that we have to work on, on a, you know, consistent basis. Um, cause we can change our choices and our life, um, you know, destiny and at any second, at any point in the day. So anything can happen to make us change our thought process and our path and mm-hmm. our life. So it's very important to understand that we can do that with our emotions and our thought process as well, the same way that any individual can. And especially, you know, when it goes back to some men, they're just like, gosh, I wish I was able to express my emotions. Um, I wish I had the ability to just feel comfortable in doing that. Well, if that's what you want, you know, if that's what you strive for, then look at ways to do that. Look at different types of things that you can, you know, tap into the ego, um, lessen that strength of the ego. How can you, you know, talk about your emotions? How can you feel okay being vulnerable? So then you look at the things that trigger you, um, you know, the things that can influence you to make you a stronger individual and then go for that. That, rather than looking at an individual and saying, oh, well, they're a male or they're a female and they just have these types of qualities and I can't reach that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always switching the script around in our minds and just knowing that we can, having that I can attitude, mm-hmm. um, get out there, you know, and um, be a part of society in the way that we want to be a part of society. I think that's very, very important. Definitely. And when you said be you know, part of society, and I noticed that with, you know, the family court situation, sometimes men think that they're the ones having custody taken away. When I, I've interviewed so many people that have said it's really neck to neck, the, the these family courts, they're going after everybody, you know, mothers and fathers, good, you know, good fit mothers and fathers are getting railroaded in the core system. And there's got to be, um, instead of division and saying, oh, it's uh, it's only us or it's only us, we've got to pull together so we can find a solution instead of, yeah. you know, yes. just, just yeah. focusing on one. Yeah, exactly. And this is another great example where gender roles get put into place, but in reality, that's not the focus because the focus is you know, the children, the children's mental health, the children's, um, you know, uh, future, what, 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 how you guys can uh, plan and co-parent with one another. So mm-hmm. it's not about uh, the male and female um, roles here. It's all about 
how can we strengthen ourselves as individuals and then also, you know, um, empower our children uh, to move forward in their life with a positive mindset after everything that has happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like it just gives, and then again, it goes back to like giving that comfort, you know, that, um, you know, in this case, you know, the male, let's say he acted out or he was, and if he was like aggressive in any type of way, then most likely a lot of times, you know, the system would, would, would agree more with the female because they feel like, oh, well, he could have had that type of quality because he is a male. It's, it's a masculine type of thing. And um, most likely we're going to believe him um, in, in that case. And, you know, there are a lot of women who can, who use this to their advantage. Um, you know, a lot of women who can just call, call the cops and just say, you know, they've been abused or they've been attacked or they've been, you know, I have a lot of clients who have dealt with this. I've actually, you know, encountered a situation where an individual actually, you know, hurt herself and called the cops and, um, you know, said this and this happened and there's no way like, and thankfully he had, um, you know, a camera in his house and he was able to actually show that this did not happen. So this is very, very important. Um, you know, yeah, like, you know, some people take this to their own advantage Mm -hmm. and it can really hurt a male in, in his career and his life. Um, you know, as you know, moving forward and being a successful person with that on his record. So I think it's like really important to just understand, you know, like just being, and just being literally um, genuine and honest with ourselves as well, mm-hmm. you know, and not using the, not using the gender roles to play victim or to switch the society around or just to hurt somebody in, in any way, because there are a lot of people that actually do do that. Oh, yes. And so, um, yeah, that, that point you brought up is very important when it comes to the system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, and it's a very scary time that we're living in that this goes on. Um, it, it's a shame that people are using each other and, and the way they treat each other. You know, I don't know what to say about that. I, I was always, you know, it, I guess it depends on how you're raised. When I was raising my young ones, uh, you know, like if, if they maybe fell and hurt themselves, you know, I'd comfort them. And then I would say, did did I comfort you enough? And, and he or she would say, yeah, you know, you did. (laughs) But I wanted to validate what they were feeling, or if they got picked on at school, I comforted, did did I comfort you enough? Because that way they're telling me, you know, no, you didn't, <laughs> but at least, you know, we could talk about it more. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that um, outlook because yeah. at the same time, you know, you're not, you're, you're there. And there are some parents that would say, you know, you're a boy, stop crying. There's nothing to worry about. Get up, let's go, you know, and, and switch the role around. Um, but for you to ask, you know, am I comforting you enough? That means, are you feeling safe inside? Mm-hmm. And for them to say yes, then that's that that's amazing. But for them to say no, then you can understand really, you know, and tailor to their emotions rather than um, to just, you know, have them skip through their emotions. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, learn. Okay, I have to feel with my emotions. I have to feel present with my emotions, and um, that goes both ways, male and female. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if you do that, then they're more able to um, just recognize their peace of mind, their happiness. And when something does bother them or hurt them, then they can actually um, feel with it quickly and, um, you know, 
firsthand and just know that this is not comfortable for me. This is not right. I need to make a change rather than lingering in that feeling and not knowing, you know, how to even discuss it or mention it or express it. You gave them a wonderful outlet to, you know, discover their self rather than labeling them mm -hmm. to a specific role, you know, like you should be strong enough or you should be, uh, you know, um, emotional or you should be whatnot. You didn't, you didn't, Tell them they should be anything. And, mm -hmm. and when we think about it, the whole should, when you say, for example, um, you, let's say you wanted to exercise this week and you didn't, and you say, you know what? I should have exercised or I would have, if I did this, or I could have those words right there have a lot of shame and guilt in them. If you think about it. the should have, would have, could have. So instead of, you know, um, telling individuals you should have, that's basically telling them, you know, you're guilting them, you're shaming them, um, without actually it's like a it's like a subtle type of thing and so an individual kind of takes that internalizes it and it becomes a part of who they are and a part of you know them understanding I should have that means I didn't do something right but when you tell a person you know um what do you choose to do in this situation or what do you want to do in this situation then you're giving them the ability to express to you how they're feeling and then also make a choice mm -hmm. that choice is very important mm -hmm. um when it comes to you know being able to understand how to move forward with uh, any type of experience that we undergo, mm -hmm. um, whether it's to deal with emotions at that moment or to, you know, maybe let's say put it to the side a little bit, but not to give an individual um, to like not validate their emotions. Their emotions have to be validated no matter what. Right. So I love, I love that you were able to do that because that's like literally part of psychology. So you basically <laughs> taught them psychology without realizing it. And that's absolutely amazing. I love because it. Thank you. Because at some point they're going to have a spouse and I want them to be making sure that they validate their emotions when something goes wrong mm -hmm. and not just brush them by. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because kids learn how to deal with relationships based off of the relationships they see. And most likely it's with the, you know, uh, mother and father relationships. So um, building that foundation for them is very important. And um, when they do get into relationships, uh, those are the main types of things that open us up to any um, traumatic experiences or, or vulnerabilities or anything that we don't discuss. Um, it all shows up in our relationships um, mm -hmm. or in our relationships with other individuals. So having that base and building that foundation for them is really good because they can, um, they understand what a healthy relationship is. Right. That's so important. Exactly what you said, a healthy, what a healthy relationship should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I love that we opened this up too, because um, I came across a comment um, on this individual's page um, and he was mentioning that, you know, women have to be led. And if they're not led, then that's the reason why they're out there partying and they have no career and they have no this and they have no that. Mm -hmm. So just within that type of comment right there, um, he already labeled what fem feminine energy is and masculine energy is. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, women have to be led, at the end of the day, nobody has to be led. Um, we are all leaders of our own. And if you have to wait to be led by somebody, then you're actually waiting for your happiness to come and appear. But mm -hmm. once you know what you, uh, what makes you happy, once you know your values, once you know your inner strength, you know, your vulnerabilities and all that type of stuff, that's the most important thing before getting into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't want to get into a relationship to be codependent 
Um, you, you don't, you don't want to get into a relationship where you're just like basically depending on a person, um, for your, for, for discovering life and, you know, figuring things out. It's good to have an individual to, you know, empower you and, um, understand your value and work hand in hand with you. But if you are going into a relationship based off of gender roles as well, um, then that means that you're basically relying on that individual. And if God forbid anything happens, then do you have a plan B? Most likely, you know, you won't because you know that this person does this, I do this, you know, and um, this is just how it's going to go. But that's not life. Mm -hmm. uh, it may have been life in the day, you know, at a certain point in time, but now things have changed. And oh, yes. um, it's important, yeah, for a uh, woman to also know when they're getting into those roles of where a man is the provider and she is the caregiver, um, then you have to know that if anything goes wrong, where is your plan B? Where, you know, how does your bank account look like? How are you all um, taking care of the money? You know what I mean? Who's, mm -hmm. are you sharing or do you have a joint? Do you have your own? Um, you know, how are you dealing with that? Because you can't just get into something that serious and then just expect everything to go perfectly planned. I mean, nobody wishes for a divorce. Nobody wishes for these types of things. Mm -hmm. But if they were to happen, life, how are you going to deal with it? it's not a fairy tale, you know? So it's really important to understand, you know, what type of um, framework am I getting myself into? And am I comfortable with this? Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel comfortable enough to discuss this with your spouse, like what's plan B, then that means that you have to be very careful because an individual who really cares about you and cares about you more than their peace of mind and their comfort because um, they just want to have, you know, relationship and just know that now they're good to go and everything's set in their life and they're passing their milestones. Um, it's, it's very important to understand that, you know, individuals that go for those types of things most likely do not have that ability to care for you because their whole mindset is I have to reach a specific milestone in my life and I have to, you know, this is my first one and I'm just moving forward. I don't need something to come in my way. But in reality, life is not perfect. And we just have to plan for these things just in case, you know, anything happens. Um, how do we care for ourselves? You also are going to have children involved as well, most likely. So it's not just about you. You're picking your spouse based off of how you want your kids to see relationships in the future. Um, what your mental health for your kids looks like in your mind based off of, you know, who you choose. So I think that's uh, very, very important when it comes to relationships, not being with someone because you want them to complete you, but being with someone because you have found your complete self and yeah. you are interchanging each other with one another. Um, and if you're trying to fit gender roles um, in this type of situation, it's going to be very challenging to find someone who really is there, not for ulterior motives, but is really there for good intentions. I mean, there are, but you have to be, you know, very aware of that when you're going into something like this. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you so much for this discussion. And I know we're going to do this again. And, um, you know, I, what I'll do is I'll take your um, contact information. I'll put it in the podcast notes because I, I know you've got to get running. But um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Or did we cover it? We probably covered it all, huh? Yeah, we touched base on um, a lot of important things. And just, you know, my message would be um, look inside for your values and your beautiful strengths and don't limit yourself to what society is asking of you um, because you are more powerful than words can express. And when you limit yourself, 
it puts like blindfolds on you um, from really discovering the best version of who you are. So don't be afraid to do that. Exactly. The message I like. That's perfect. Well, hey, uh, don't jump off because I'm going to have you back on again. Uh, Slam the Gallows, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again in the future with Shurik Mansour in the, in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you again for popping on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Marianne.